Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You say I only hear what I want to. And what I want to hear is this week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale. everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. Every episode we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, we're talking about the song Stay, open parentheses, I missed you, close parentheses. Uh, we haven't had a parentheses in a while. No. I know, uh, that's, so it's, feels that's good. our favorite genre. Feels it's good, good to, to be back. good to have our friend back. <laughs> the parentheses genre. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it is my second favorite genre. My favorite genre oh, favorite? is um, songs with a title that does not appear in the song. Those are my favorites. Okay. Where it's just Ooh, like, you know what? Yeah. We have so much confidence in this. We don't even have to name it after. That's, right. That's the thing. Yeah. So yeah. That's the thing. I mean, how many times I've been like, I, there's not an 1812 or an overture in this whole song. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> where do you get off? How sir? dare you? <laughs> uh, oh. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, do we have anything to say about this? I mean, famous video. Um, this yes. song, literally, as, as we will talk about, not to spoil the second half, but it, the, as we'll talk about, literally came out of nowhere, <laughs> this song, <laughs> and just took over the world. Um, pretty, I, I mean, I remember this. I, can, I, I don't remember the exact first time I ever saw this video, but I do remember being mind blown by the video, by the song. It just seemed so new and weird and cool yeah the song is i mean th- this song is great yeah yeah Enough it's a, said. It's a great song. i don't even think we have to i don't think we have to talk any more about it that's it the end no, this is i was great gonna song. say the video the, end. the video introduced me to two concepts uh steady cam and cat eye glasses uh <laughs> yeah. those are the two yeah two things i did not know existed here's the story of this story song a woman is talking to me um <laughs> and telling me the things <laughs> That I say that she says. So, but she's breaking up with me. Mm -hmm. um, And then, but kind of at the last minute, she changes her mind. And she decides that she can't actually go through with it. Because she missed me. And who could blame her? Um, (laughs) We also get some unintentional question mark hints that this relationship is not great. And it's actually kind of toxic and codependent. And this guy's a real jerk. But we'll get into that. Um... As we go through the lyrics. Okay. Um, she also talks a blue, uh, a blue streak. <laughs> and some, <laughs> some, says a couple of weird things. But again, we'll get there. Now, refresh my memory. This is the video mm-hmm. um, with uh, where there's a song being sung by a cat and some woman's walking around behind the cat in the apartment. Is that right? Mm, that's so there's close. That's so close, Michael. You're very close. Is... You're just so close. How, how does it go? That. Strike that, reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> what, the cat's in the background? 
the cat's in the background. That is not how I remember this video. You want to know why? Mm. Because you, you got so confused with the cat's eye glasses. That's the thing. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was, it was cat focused. <laughs> I might have, I might have seen the version of the video from Cat MTV. Oh, mm. yeah, sure. Where, where it's specifically that's for cats. Right. That's right. That's when that's when you fell into that alternate dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where cats and people were flipped. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I think you summered there. So <laughs> <laughs> they played this video in between a lot of episodes of the real world uh, birds sitting on a bird feeder. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've told you lately, Michael. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you say I only hear what I want to. First of all, talking to me, yeah, love it. Mm -hmm. But telling me things that I've said about her, right? And then she like says, well, you, "You say I talk all the time," and then rebuts that with a "so." Yeah. Which, by the way, great comeback. Yeah. Oh yeah, always works. Ten out of ten, no notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Anytime anyone says anything to you, you just come back with "so." They're like, "Well, that's I got nothing else." Where you know are we what? Going You're right. Here. You, yeah. Okay. You talk all the time, Can't but argue. it's not a big deal. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like that she says, you say, I only hear what I want to. And then she recites everything for the next three and a half minutes that that this person says. Um, right. So all she wants to hear is basically this song. And yeah, yes. you know what, Lisa? Me too. Mm -hmm. This song's all I want to hear. <laughs> I guess that's the question of because also later she's going to say that he says she's so negative or she's only hearing negative. So, is that can is she a reliable narrator? Can we trust what she's saying? Because also, here's another question for you: Is this are we getting one side of a conversation in this song? Meaning, is she just sort of you know like in a song, she's just sort of telling us what's going on, mm -hmm. or are they actively having a fight right now? Hmm. I mean. No, I don't think they're actively I don't think they're actively having a fight. I kind of think this is her I I I think that this is her replaying everything in her head and then coming mm -hmm. to the decision at the end. That makes That's sense. That's what I right. think it is. Yeah. So she had like a full 24 hours. Mhm. Mm and what she came up with as a rebuttal in her head was so. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what <laughs> that was the yeah. that was the uh the uh her rebuttal that she came up with that was yeah. that was her big it's yeah. perfection she's like, she's that's like, like you know what I it's like an artist who gives you a blank canvas <laughs> right and calls it art you're like you know what i can't argue with it right she's walking down the street she, just no. playing over and over in her head it's, i talk i talk all the time so what so what i talk right. all the time yeah <laughs> and then exactly you know strangers on the street are being like that lady's talking to herself a lot right like all the time <laughs> And she turns around and goes, so? 
<laughs> so you know what? I so got what nothing. I talk to myself. Good, great. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> keep talking to yourself. Checkmate. That's me. Checkmate, lady. You got me. <laughs> and as far as like her being a reliable narrator, I think, I think as a narrator, she definitely has a point of view. <laughs> She's like, this is definitely her side of the story. Right. Um, but it is also replaying everything that he said to her. So it's right. It's her. It's her perspective of both sides of the argument. But not right? the fu- her. Yes, her perspective. Yeah, because it's it's what she, what she hears him yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. This is this is a, this is a list of things that she only wants to hear. Yes. Exactly. Interesting. Um. Well, and it's interesting the things that she does hear. Mm-hmm. Then, if she she only if she's, she's only, only hearing, hearing negative to hear. Well, but then I guess the question is. Because he says she only hears what she wants to, but is that is that true? You know this what I mean. What I'm saying, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um. And we'll never. So the other know. thing. Well, I'll talk about that in a second. But so then she says, and I thought what I felt was simple, and I thought that I don't belong, and now that I am leaving, now I know that I did something wrong. Because I missed you. Yeah, I missed you. So pretty straightforward. She was like, yeah, "It's simple. I we should. I I just leave this guy." Yeah, this doesn't work. This isn't. I don't belong. This here. isn't working out. We. Uh, right. This is not where I belong. And then she, the moment she steps out, she's like, "Wow, terrible idea. Terrible <laughs> idea." So when she says, "I thought that I don't belong," she's talking about in the relationship. Yes, okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. Did you think she um, meant like in the Kiwanis Club? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but maybe. <laughs> That's because you don't belong there, Michael. Because you don't right, belong. Michael, you don't belong. Put on your cat's eye glasses and get the hell out of here. <laughs> you don't belong in the Kiwanis Club. No, I could just, I could just see her like walking out the door and turning around, being like, "I did not mean that. That was this is a mistake. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I right. instantly regret this." Well, I liked it. Because she says, I missed you, but it's almost like a mental missing, right? Because she says, now that I am leaving. She hasn't left yet. Yeah, this isn't months later. This is... Right. This is before the door has finished closing. Yeah. I mean, she could be just, like, coming back to get her stuff. They have a fight. She goes back. She goes out. Yeah. But like Michael's saying, it's not not months later. No, 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 no. It's not a a wound that is perhaps healing, and then she changed her mind. Like, she... Or, or has had time to think about it. I mean, obviously, she's had a little bit of time, presumably. But she thought this was, she like, she never questioned for a second that she wasn't going to do this. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. that thing that she's saying, she's, she wasn't conflicted about it. She's like, oh, this is obvious. I thought what I felt was simple. I'm out of here. And then the moment I actually went to go do it, all of a sudden, I realized that maybe I couldn't go through with it. Yeah. And I mean, listen, is this like, is this one of these couples that we come upon in story songs where this happens? This isn't the first time this has happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where that's they they're on again, off again. Oh, Lisa left him again, but give it a twenty four hours. I wouldn't start yeah. bad mouthing him just yet. You know, well, that's a good question. I mean, that's a good question. Is this the first breakup? Yeah, I'm asking. I mean, because it feels like, well, it, it feels like it is right because yeah. she she thought it was simple. 
I don't think she would think it was simple if, if they had broken up and gotten back together before. So maybe this is the first time. But yeah, maybe sure. like three years down the line, she's like, Ugh, they're broken up again <laughs> for the weekend. <laughs> but do you think, yeah. ev- even if it was the first breakup, do you think that this was kind of an impulsive decision? Or is it something that she'd been thinking about for a while? That's the thing. I don't think it's... Is well, it the okay, result sorry, of, of that argument? I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, this is a short song with a lot of information in it. I I, I, yeah. I think this is a culminate. I don't think this was a knee-jerk reaction, per se. Okay. Right. I think it was her talking herself into it. And there is a little bit of, like... 90s toxicity in this uh where where like like being like torn not to use another song is uh is is almost something to be sought after like having relationships be hard is something that like that's the point of relationships you Mm. know what i mean yes um so so, i was gonna say oh go ahead oh i was only gonna say that i i don't think this is i think maybe if they had an argument, it might have been the the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Um, the I just made that phrase up. By the way, you guys are free to use it. That's great. Um, that's, that's I great. like that. Yeah. So right. evocative. We're gonna, uh, it was cop- it, copyright story song podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I think she's definitely something she's been thinking about because she thought it was simple. Like she thought, you know what, this is not working out. I'm gonna go. Um, this guy's a jerk, as we will learn. Uh, as we go along in the song, but you know, now that she's now that she's leaving, she can. And like Rachel said, like there was there was sort of in the '90s, there was sort of almost a glorification of this sort of like toxic <laughs> relationship, right? This is yeah. this is what it's supposed to be, uh, especially when you're like 23 or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I think that's yeah, I think that's part of it as well, right? Do you think when? Like right after she left, when she when she instantly thinks that that it's a bad idea, she was like walking out the door and it's closing behind her, and she's like, "Oh my god, I've got a wedding to go to next month, and I've got a plus one. I can't do this." <laughs> what am I thinking? I already sent the RSVP in. <laughs> How embarrassing is that going to be? No, oh no, no, god, no, no. I, I, I didn't mean it. There's going to be two prime ribs there, and just one of me. I can't have that. <laughs> I don't listen hard Don't pay attention to the distance that you're running To anyone, anywhere I don't understand If you really care, I'm only hearing negative No, 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 no So I, I turn the radio on I turn the radio on And the woman was singing my song Lover's in love and the others run away Lover is crying cause the other won't stay Some of us have I don't listen hard. I don't pay attention to the distance that you're running to anyone anywhere. I don't understand if you really care. I'm only hearing negative. No, no, no. Bad. Okay. That's what she says? Let's jump. Hold on. Yeah. Hold that thought. Okay. <laughs> Let's jump back. Let's jump back. What did you think um, she said? Well, hold on. Okay. Hold, let's, okay. We'll get back okay. in a second. Sorry. So you say I only hear what I want to. So obviously this is a recurring motif yeah. in their arguments um, where he says something. Uh, she says something back and he's like, you only hear what you want. Right. Right. Um, now is that true? 
uh, or is this guy deflecting? We can discuss. Um, but then <laughs> she says, I don't listen hard. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a phrase. Do people say listen hard? I to don't things? listen hard. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, you're not like like you're not trying to listen. You're not tr- you're not listening hard like you're you're you know what you're listen you're not he- you're hearing but you're not listening. That's what I would say. Yeah, I think I don't know. the phrase listen hard seems weird. Here's here's I, the thing with the word listen. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, do listen or don't listen. There is no try. Um, <laughs> there's like either you are or you're not. There's not levels of listening. There's mm-hmm. like levels of paying attention. But there's. <gasps> What? <laughs> but there's active listening. There's something called active listening. Uh-huh. I don't what remember that? what it means. There it is. But there's, there's, <laughs> I was but not I've, paying attention I've, when I've I learned about that. I don't listen hard, so I can <laughs> tell you. But I'm saying what, what I'm saying is is in terms of the word listen, I don't think there are degrees to which one can listen. I don't think right. like you could you're you're not listening hard enough is not a thing. Yeah. You know, I know what she's saying. He's saying right. you're not. Listening. It works in the song. You're not listening to me. But, but if the question like, is like, is, does this phrase hard. make sense outside of the that song? Was, no. There's there's one context in which I the the phrase listen hard could apply, mm-hmm. which is like in high school when you would play a song you really liked for your friend. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and you'd be like, and it's this song. Thirty seconds in, thirty seconds in, you're like, y- you like it, right? And like, yeah, I like. It. Well, li- listen to this part. I yeah. listen. No, no, really. Like, listen hard. Like, really listen. I'm gonna stare at you the whole time while the song is playing I, to make sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at every micro expression to make sure that you're liking the song as much as I do. I just discovered Led Zeppelin, and you're gonna like it as much as I have. I do. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, this is happening right now. Just, li- just really listen. All right, you know, I'm gonna rewind real quick and just this time, just listen. Listen hard. Yeah. Listen as hard as you can. Well, I feel like you're not listening hard enough. We're like say- at this point. Do, do you get it? He's behind. Behind his own wall. Right. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. First of all, that is Pink Floyd, uh, mm-hmm. not Led Zeppelin. No, I know. Then. I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> but Michael, Pink I Floyd think... Wall. Hold on, Pink Floyd Wall. Uh-huh. Led Zeppelin Hobbits. Okay, Got just it. so you can, just so you can keep it straight. No. Go ahead, Rachel. Pink Floyd Wall. Led Zeppelin yeah. Stairway. That's true. Oh, that's a good point. Stairway over the wall. Right. Um, that's my Pink Floyd uh, Led Zeppelin mashup is called Stairway Over the Wall. <laughs> it is not good. No. <laughs> Makes a zero sense. And I can't sing like anybody in any of those bands. No. Anyway, you know why it doesn't make sense? Because you're not listening what? hard enough. You're right. Oh, my God. See? You're so right. So. I'm starting to think that she's not listening hard enough and she's only hearing what she wants to hear because the second line doesn't make any sense either. I don't pay attention to the distance that you're running. I kind of think that he's, she's like, yeah, I got it. I'm not paying attention to the distance that you're running. And he's like, that's not even what I said. That's not a a sentence. I don't run. (laughs) What are you you even talking about? Why are you not listening hard? Not only do I need you to listen hard, I need you to listen hard with a vengeance. Oh I mean, it is possible, yeah, that like what, so she's saying, I don't listen hard, I don't pay attention to the distance that you're running to anyone, anywhere. If we could like, like in a movie, like see her point of view, 
What he's saying is, you don't listen. And she's just sort of off, like, turkey yeah. in the straw is playing. And she's, like, not listening to, like, she's just picking up certain words, yeah. you know, that he's saying. And then um, fin- finally he says, like, J- you know what? Repeat back to me what I just said to you. And and, <laughs> and she's like, I, I don't pay attention to the distance that you're running to anyone anywhere. And he's like, what does that even mean? That doesn't mean. mean anything. Lisa, what does that mean? <laughs> that like, doesn't mean anything. Something about when you were on the treadmill. Is that you were running? <laughs> you're running to people on the treadmill. You don't run to people on a treadmill, Lisa. Right. You're literally in one spot. No, but you were distance. What? I mean, I get what she's saying, obviously. I get what she's saying. Obviously. Right. But it's just like listening hard. It's like, I get what you're saying. You're saying that you go, you try and, and make the effort. Right. You don't see the effort that I'm putting in, the distance that I'm running to this relationship. Again, she's just coining a phrase that nobody uses. Right. <laughs> Do you like, think, that's just not do you think when she's writing this, she's like, this is this is going to be a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm changing the vernacular, baby. When you're just going to yeah, walk yeah. around and just hear millions of people going, you don't pay attention to the distance that I'm running to anyone anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The to anyone anywhere. That's. That's separate, right? Like she's not paying attention to the distance that you're running. You don't pay attention to anyone anywhere i don't know that's not how i took it but i could i could be wrong so you, i had never could, yeah. well i don't know i mean because you're because you're talking about the relationship i i thought he was saying like you don't get it i got a I got a ton of stuff that work to do you know what i mean like i got i'm constantly like you don't you don't pay attention oh. to anything that i have going on oh interesting like you're oh. always you're always worried about you but like i got stuff i gotta do yeah too and like all you ever do is complain about how like whatever i don't pick up my socks on the floor but like i gotta i gotta i gotta go i'm 1994 like, I, usain bolt i have to become <laughs> the fastest man in the world yeah and i don't have a lot of time um, to do it i all i'm doing is training i have so much to do for work uh relay races um yeah. other kinds of races i run distance to other people yeah everywhere. she's actually supposed to be his coach um <laughs> for sprinting and he's like, how, how, how fast was that? She's like, oh my God, you won't believe this. I was not paying attention. <laughs> you don't not. pay attention to the distance that I'm running. Am I running a <laughs> hundred meters? Am I one running five, 50 meters? What am I doing? I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't, I know. don't know. What are you, what are you planning on running to? You're not even paying attention to what I'm, where I'm running anywhere to anyone. You have one job here, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, Is that even a stopwatch? I'm- no, it's a Tamagotchi. I knew it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I knew and it, I'm gonna be, Lisa. And I'm, and I'm going to confess something to you right now. This Tamagotchi is dead. I, I <laughs> left it in a drawer for weeks. I totally forgot all about it. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. I'm just, I've been standing here for the last half hour just staring at a dead Tamagotchi. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. You say, um, feed your Tamagotchi. <laughs> so, um... I don't pay attention to the distance that you're running to anyone anywhere. I don't understand if you really care. So not I don't understand that you really care. I don't understand if you really care. It's a weird phrasing, although she's already had like three or four weird phrasings. So maybe we 
shouldn't put that much stock into it. But, but is, he, I, is is she saying that he says this to her? I think so. Or yeah, is she I, saying to him, I don't understand if you really care? Oh, it's a good question. Oh, no, I, I think it's, you say I only want to hear what I want to. These are all things that this is a bulleted saying list. he has said. It's a bulleted list. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> She's just going through a checklist. I don't listen hard. <laughs> I don't pay attention to the distance that you're running to anyone anywhere. I don't understand if you really right. care. I'm only hearing negative. And then there's sub bullets here that say no, no, no bad. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then it says toilet paper, cereal, milk. I just kept on adding on to our grocery list. Um, I This is a small part when we got room for one list. I think that right. <laughs> I I think that the I don't understand if you really care might be the idea that she's hearing only what she wants to hear. So she's not hearing him say, I do care about you. I do want to work through this. She's hearing, I don't understand if you really care. You're saying, I don't understand if you really care. Right. Okay. So it's, there's, there's layers to it. Cause it's, he's saying that she doesn't understand how much he cares. And she's hearing if he even cares. Like, if he really cares for her. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's going it's, through her own filter. It's going it, through it's her very, filter. It's very, like, they don't know we know, they know we know yes. kind of thing. Yes. It's, it's complicated because she's reporting to us the things that he said. Mm-hmm. But the th- one of the things that he said is you never pay attention to what right. I'm saying. Right. <laughs> so it's hard to know how accurate exactly. her reporting is. Yeah. Um, well, isn't it, isn't I mean? it like, um, what is, is it Catcher in the Rye? Where, like, I don't know, I, it's been a while since I read it, but like in early on in the book, mm-hmm. he starts by saying, I'm the greatest liar. And then it's like, you oh, yeah. don't know if you could believe anything he says right. from this point on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do know because I read Catcher in the Rye every night. Is that weird? Yeah. Uh, that's a totally normal thing to do, right? Yeah, no, that's not concerning. There's, that's that's fine. not, yeah, it's not good. Well, it's not fine. problematic. Yeah. There hasn't been problems with that. Hanging, uh, out no, the, hanging outside the Dakota. <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, uh, I haven't read a long time either, but I know he hates phonies. I remember that. Yeah, that's what yeah. I remember. No phonies. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of the book. No phonies. <laughs> he's, uh, he's putting his foot down on the phonies, you guys. <laughs> so I'm only hearing negative. No, no, no. Bad. Yeah. So. And the bad, all, yeah, the bad is the chorus, right? Well, there's a little bit, right. There's a little bit of an angel chorus in this. Because when she says, I'm only hearing negative, then we hear an angel chorus. She says, no, no, no. The angel chorus says it with her. No, no, no. And then what I always thought was, no, 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 ah. Yes. But apparently what they're saying is, no, 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 bad. No, I always thought it was no, 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 no bad. Are you serious? Oh, I, yeah. no, I did. Yeah. That totally caught me off what guard. What did you think? I was like, they they're were, saying bad? You thought they were disciplining a dog for peeing on the carpet? <laughs> like, I don't know. She's no, surrounded no, no, by bad? cats. <laughs> no, it just, I don't know. It's just, it, that is I don't know. Weird- it works. That is a weird out of a verse. But That's do you a, want do you no, want no, proof? No, no, bad. Do you want proof that all she hears is negative? Mm-hmm. There's an angel chorus that just says bad. 
That's true. <laughs> I get it. It goes with of, the motif. Of I'm all, just saying it's weird. <laughs> of all the angel choruses and all these songs, this is the one that just says bad. Yeah. Now, is it ironic? So the no, 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 was she saying I'm only hearing negative? No, no, no. Like connected to mm-hmm. that. Or is she saying I'm only hearing negative? No, no, no. That's, That's not, not true. true. Which is, which would be ironic <laughs> that she's like, I'm not only hearing negative. No, no, no. I'm not only hearing negative. But also, it's like, it's like a thought experiment. Because if she is, if he's wrong, then her saying no is correct because she's not only hearing negative. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's the thing. There's two soldiers. One says, I can only tell the truth. <laughs> and one says, I can only lie. Right. And you can only ask him one, one question. question. What do you ask <laughs> <laughs> this um, I think is the rare quadruple negative. Is that a thing? That's true. <laughs> I it, I kind of think that it's. I always thought that it's her saying no, no, no because of the next verse. As if as oh, if that the makes no, sense. no, no is her trying to get out of the, out right. of her what either out of her head or out of the argument or whatever. Right. What could that be interesting sense. is if it's both. If it's if it's sort of the bridge between, not the bridge of the song, but the bridge between this section and the next section where mm-hmm. he's saying um, you only hear negative and then the no, no, no is the negative that she hears and she's saying no, 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 I don't want to hear this. Yeah. And then it goes into the next verse where where she is sort of escaping the conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, I think so. I think this is an argument. I, I think you guys are right that this is not an active argument. But this is an argument that they had, and she's running it back in her head, mm-hmm. right? Because she says, "I'm only hearing negative." No, no, no. And then she says, "So I turn the radio on. I turn the radio up." And this woman was singing my song. Lover's in love, and the other runs away. Lover is crying because the other won't stay. We've um, um we've got to figure out what song that is because we should do an episode on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, it does sound like a story song. It yeah. sounds like a very boring story song, <laughs> to be honest with you. Not a lot of meat on that bone. Um, but um, Oh, wait, you know yeah. what song it is? I think it's Run, Joey, Run. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he runs um, away, and then he's crying mm-hmm. because, um, what's the girl's name? The girl in the no song. Idea. I don't remember. But uh, also, she, she won't stay. Second. Yeah, that's true. Uh, she won't stay alive, yeah. uh, if I remember the song correctly. <laughs> yep. Um, and then he runs. So first of all... He's run so away. First of all, tur- turning on the radio and then blasting it in the middle of an argument, dick move. Uh, Lisa, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I realize no, this guy solid. is... I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm super annoying. In. I am in. You go. It's the weird yeah. combination of passive-aggressive and actively-aggressive, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm not listening to you. Yeah. Radio. <laughs> it would be um, funny if it wasn't a song, if it wasn't like if she just blasted the radio and it wasn't it was just like a NPR. <laughs> yeah, or like a <laughs> like a commercial for like a local car dealership. Yep. Like it really loses that impact if it's if it's not music. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is my jam. You really don't listen to anything. This is the Cars for Kids jingle. What <laughs> yeah, are you I love saying? This song. 
Lovers in love and the others run away. That car for that kid. <laughs> you don't, you're trying to, you know, this is a square peg, round hole situation here, Lisa. So I turn the radio on, I turn the radio up, and this woman was singing my song. The lover's in love and the others run away. The lover is crying because the other one stay. Now, here's the funny thing is that that's not the story of what's happening, though, because she's the one who's leaving. She makes, I mean, I guess it's a general heartbreak. Fine. But yeah, it's funny how actually, like, he's the one who's saying stay. She's the one who, in theory, is leaving. Right. But, I mean, it is, it's technically both of their songs. Like, she's just, she's... She's not the one in this love song that's crying. She's the one who's leaving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it is technically her song. It's just that she's she's not the good guy in the song. Right. I mean, if there's a hero and a villain in the love song that she's listening to, it's uh, she's the villain. <laughs> Can I get meta for a second? Always. Mm-hmm. Does she turn on the radio and hear a cover of her song, Stay, I Missed You? <laughs> that she's that currently writing. She says, when she says, this woman was singing my song, she literally <laughs> means she was singing my song, Yes, it's, which is the song I am currently singing. It's, uh, it's very, when will then be now? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is this a Twilight Zone episode? I think so. Where... <laughs> She is hearing her own thoughts being broadcast on the radio. That's right. There's not even a plug on this radio. <laughs> <laughs> She's just now now there's there's time enough at last to listen to this song. <laughs> right. This this takes place in the cornfield. How to love um, a lover? How to <laughs> How to so, stay with a lover? How to not stay with a lover? <laughs> It's a cookbook. It's a cookbook. Go on. I want to. No, no, no. I'm just leaving. I was. I just wanted to clear out a little space for the next line. Okay. Yeah, you should. Some of us hover when we weep for the other who is dying since the day they were born. I'm just going to stop there. And I have a simple question about that lyric. Mm hmm. What? Huh? I mean, it comes out of <laughs> left field. What? First of all, and I'll be honest with you, I, I don't know what she said at that point. I just because <laughs> I would just go, "How was the died since the day they were born?" Because that part comes in real strong, and that's a good part. I have no idea well, what she's talking about. Well, I will say this: first of all, this is my karaoke song. I have worn okay. glasses and sung this song, <laughs> walking around, singing this song with hopefully a cat mm. behind me. Um, yeah, yeah. Michael can attest to that. There's video somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. I believe you. I'm sure it's fantastic. I always thought I was getting the lyrics wrong when I said some of us hover when we weep for the other who was dying since the day they were born. And to see it written here <laughs> that I was in, spot on. In cold, black and white on a Google Doc. Still doesn't help me. Yeah, no. Because in my head, I always thought, yeah, I could look up those lyrics and then figure out what they actually are. But I'm sure it's going to sort of lose something. But here we are. And it's just the reality that I'm faced with. When you're just like, I like that my version doesn't really make sense because it's kind of poetic that way. And yeah. then you realize like that's that's actually what what it says. Yeah. And you're like, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, here's what I think. 
I think it sounds good when you say it fast and all at once. Yeah. I can't yes. figure out. I, I, I need this. I need the next part where it's like, well, well, this is not that. Because the question is this line of some of us have a one we wait for the other who was dying since the day they were born. It's very nice, very poetic. But if the next line is, well, this isn't that. The question is, then why just say it, Lisa? <laughs> can well, I can I so, offer my interpretation? Yeah, go ahead. sure. Okay, so some of us hover. Mm-hmm. That's about staying. Okay. When we weep for the other who is dying since the day they were born, I think it's about staying in. It's about staying in a relationship that is not thriving. So it's the okay. the hovering and weeping and and it's it's about staying in in a relationship that's not working. So the dying since the day they were born is like this is like it's it's not working. It's sucking the life out of me. I think it's that. Staying I think it's here. yeah. I think it's it's the relationship as well. I think it's it's the other person might be toxic. Uh, but it, sure. I think the relationship yeah. itself from I think she's saying like from the start was not good and it was right. just collapsing from day one. And some people stay in that. Right. And yeah. then when she says, well, six times, uh, this is not that. Uh, she I guess that's when she's saying that she's decided to leave. Well, okay, so I like that. I like that hover in this case is like staying in the relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, because hovering, hovering is it's no, I, it's almost like it non non committal. It's it's you're just right, there. It's almost like, but I say it's almost like a ghost that's like hovering around. Yeah, like it's there, but it's not like solid. It's not you're it's not, not like in it. it. You're not out of it. It's it's right. We're just sort of hanging around. Right. Right. There's um, there, there's I a like line that. there's a line from the movie Soap Dish where I think Whoopi Goldberg is standing in in Sally Field's door and she says, uh, "Rose, come in or get out. Don't hover." And that's what this is. It's like make a decision. Okay. You are just sort of yeah. standing there. Yeah. So so this guy's so this guy's like a jerk. He's dying since the day he was born. Right. Or Everything the re- the says, relationship like, was I think. Okay. Or maybe. All right. Well. What I was going to say was, I hadn't really given it that much thought, but now I like when she says, this is not that. Because I said that the song on the radio is not her story. And she's almost saying, this is not that. Right. <laughs> right. The, the song that I just described, the story I just described is not that. Because I thought I was the one who was leaving. I thought I was throwing, but I'm thrown. Mm. Like, I thought I was... And and this line will come in a second. I thought I was strong. I thought my my I thought what I felt was simple. I thought that I don't belong, and I'm walking out the door. And I thought I was the one who was breaking your heart. But now I'm seeing that I thought this was clear. I thought the lines were clear. Yeah, I was throwing, but I'm in fact the one who was thrown. Oh yeah. yeah, that's good. Never thought about it like that, but yeah, that's and using great. using the word thrown being like not not only like something active but like she's she's sort of thrown by the situation correct right that's how i always took it being like sort of confused now okay but also also like the like demo you were saying like throwing like being the person in control versus the person yeah who is not right she she was making a decision and now she is confused 
Now, if you guys thought what she was saying before was confusing, <laughs> get ready. Well, before we do that, can I just say one mm-hmm. of the things I love about that verse and the, the radio verse before that is there's something very 90s singer-songwriter about those two verses where it's just a lot of words. Yes. Yep. Just I have sort of to, very yes. fast, lots of words, and... There's they're they're beautifully put together, but there's just a lot of them and they're real fast and yes. you're you're gonna try real hard to learn them <laughs> and you may or may not. You're not gonna get them all. And if you do get them all, you'll never believe that you got them all. And if it plays when there's a lot of people around, or if it plays in a bar or a karaoke, people sort of like hum through half of them and then like sing as loud as humanly possible the last three words of every line. Yes. I have to say, we've been having a lot of fun here tonight, but <laughs> um, whatever these lyrics are, whatever they mean, and however where they are, they sound great in the song. Yes. Ugh, so like, great. There is, there is a reason why this song rocketed to number one. And if for some reason you were to be in a room when I was listening to this song on, the, on, on like headphones, you're absolutely right. I'd be like, dying since the day they were born. Well, <laughs> Because like that, that there's a couple of lines where it's just like boom. It's yeah. just like the plane lands. Everything's great. Yep. It sticks in your brain. It's awesome. Like it just feels perfect. Even though I don't know what the hell she's talking about half the time. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. You thought you'd live forever. You j- and and now you're not even you're not even a hundred percent sure you're not gonna live forever. No, you're not. You're a little. You're a little. Well, I think it's that so so on the on the notion that of you living till the end of time, till the heat death of the universe comes. <laughs> I think that it is. Here's what I think. I think it's almost a loss of her sort of. It's it's sort of like a well. I'm all grown up now. Uh, where <laughs> you have that sense in your in youth of like I'm gonna live forever, but geez, maybe this is the first big breakup, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, I thought this was gonna go on forever, and I thought that I was gonna go on forever. I thought fame, I thought I was gonna live forever. Nice, <laughs> but <laughs> but now I'm thought not you were so gonna sure. learn so, how to fly high. So so that's right. This situation that she's in is making her question everything. That she's yes. thought up until this point. Yeah. That's what that line is. Everything was everything was settled and now nothing's settled. Correct. And like and like Rachel said, it's like a loss of innocence metaphor, right? Like when you're a kid, you don't have a concept of these things. I mm-hmm. thought I'd live forever. But now my faith in the the extreme rightness of everything that I do has been has been shaken. Yes. Um much much like a child. Now here's the part where at least I start to get some glimpses into this guy and they are not pleasant glimpses because he says, or she says, you try to tell me that I'm clever, but that won't take me anyhow or anywhere with you. 
What does that mean? You try to tell me that I'm clever? That's a dig. Like, like, like in, but like in what context? Like, or is it like, oh, you think you're so smart? Yeah. Like, is that, wow, that is so I annoying. I think so. I think it's, uh, I think it's like. In one line, I hate this guy. I think it's. <laughs> so much. Him saying, I think it's him saying, listen, you, you have all these little things that you do that you try and like play the games or whatever. Or you think you're so smart, but that's not going to get you anywhere with me. Right. So c- knock it off. Okay. Hmm. That's it. What's great no, about no, no, that okay. line, though, is that's sort of a um, callback to earlier when she says, I don't pay attention to the distance that you're running to anyone anywhere. Yeah. But that won't take me anyhow any- or anywhere. Yes. Um, okay, so you're saying he's saying you think you're so clever, but that's not going to get anywhere with me because I thought that he was actually like so that it was her saying that that's not going to take me anywhere. Yeah, maybe like turn it around. Maybe you know maybe like, he's maybe she says something in this argument and he kind of like laughs is like that's clever. And like before she turns on the radio and ignores him to listen to a car <laughs> commercial. Um or or maybe it's not in the context of the argument. Maybe it's just he's he's said to her before that she is clever and she's like but that doesn't matter. Because you right. say all these right. other things, you tell me that mm. I don't listen hard. Um, I don't know. I'm just I'm I mean, trying I'm, to figure it out. I just I feel like the phrase you're you tell me that I'm clever. I mean, unless you're Sherlock Holmes, it doesn't really yeah. seem like it's that much of a of a call. Like, who cares if you're clever? I I mean, you know, or, or either if you're Sherlock Holmes or or you're a fox that's trying to escape a bear. Like those, <laughs> those are kind of the two. That's true. The two. The two times you could be clever. The reason that she doesn't listen to him uh, is because she's busy gathering clues. She's paying attention to <laughs> everything else. Right. Where That's she's insane. like, this this man is left-handed. Look at the patch on his jacket. Um, <laughs> like, Can you please pay attention to what I'm saying? You are not actually paid to solve crime. Stop doing that. Right. You're not really Why Sherlock Holmes. Th- why didn't the dog bark? Lisa, I don't know. Let's can we please get back to what I'm talking about. Um, so then she says, okay, you said I was naive. Now that doesn't seem like a very nice thing to say. Right. Right. So what I'm saying is this story is about how she was going to break up with him mm-hmm. and she realized she couldn't. And what I'm saying is, Lisa, I know it's probably too late at this point. Um, it's been a number of years since the song came out, but dump this guy. He's a, <laughs> he seems like a real zero. Stick I to do your not guns, like lady. Uh, you said that I was naive. I thought that I was strong. I thought, hey, I can leave. I can leave. Oh, but now that, but now I know that I was wrong because I missed you. Yeah, I missed you. So. In a very short period of time, he tells her that she is both clever and naive. Well, that's why I think, like, that's why I think the clever must be sarcastic. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he says, he says, I mean, who says you're naive to, like, another adult person? What a weird thing to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess if you're in, like, a big argument. Yeah. And also, you're a toxic jerk. Um, then I guess you would say that. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, I can't. I can't, I don't I I I would be hard pressed to think of a time when I ever st- 
told someone that they were naive. <laughs> that would be a bizarre thing to say to someone. Um, so when he says you were naive, does he mean like you were naive for thinking you could walk out of this relationship? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you said that I was naive to think that uh, you could walk out of this relationship, that you could like be on your own, those type of things. It's that a dig. Makes, it's a dig. Yeah, that makes sense, given where it is in the song, because yeah. it's it's it it contrasts with her saying that she thought that she was strong. Mm-hmm. Imagine imagine that line before you said that I was naive. She like I thought that I was strong, and you said that I was naive. Right. You know. Right. Like it's sort of counter that. But yeah. It's it's a weird verse because you said that I was naive. I thought that I was strong. I thought, hey, I can leave. I can leave. But now I know I was wrong. You know, like it's, it's almost not- she she's not agreeing with him necessarily, but she she's not leaving. But that's the whole point of this song is right. she can't leave. So in a way, she is feeding into what he's saying. She thought mm. that she was strong. The answer is she's not strong. She is naive. Right. That's her thought process. Like in a nutshell, she's like, I'm leaving you. And then he's like, you're not going to leave me. And then she's like, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to. Like that's, that's the, the cliff notes version. Yeah. Of that. This isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Well, no, I think like Rachel said. I think I just said, like, I mean, this is this is that sort of weird '90s thing where it's like, but this is what this is what a relationship is. This isn't how. It's, yeah. it's, is you hate each other, and it's really <laughs> toxic, and it's hard, and no one's ever happy. When you break this down, and, and and again, we there's this this job of being on this podcast <laughs> is very difficult yes. because it'll take a song you love. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at it in a whole different lens. Like this song, you sing this song, and you're not sitting here really investigating the words, and you're thinking, this is a great love song. They were going to break up, and now they're going to stay together. But when you break it down to the fact that this man is calling her naive, and then the last part that we're going to get to. Right, we haven't like, got to that yet. Then you realize, yeah. oh, th- <laughs> this, this isn't great. Somebody needs to step no. in here. Yeah, yeah. Where? Yeah. You know, where's that lady who's singing her song? Does she know her? Can she help out? You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, so well, that was the other thing, too, because, I mean, the one of the reasons why I picked the song is this is a classic, like, hear it 50 times and you hear it for the 51st time. You're like, wait a minute. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> because I never really thought about it. And then I heard it, like, you know, one day, I don't know, a few years ago. And that those the the you said I was naive really stuck out to me because mm-hmm. I was like, I never really thought about what that meant. And then this last bit, which combines, first of all, like through most of the song, this guy seems neutral, right? Because we don't we, we don't know what she's what her we don't know how trustworthy her reportage is. Right. Right. But even if she's accurately reporting what he's saying here, this guy goes from like. And not so great to wait what to wow this guy's real bad yeah <laughs> in yeah. in three short verses um and then the other thing is combining the two things is 
this guy's a huge jerk, and then also what on earth is she talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, it's combined in this last. It really comes together all the themes we've been talking about in this last verse. Because um, she says, you said you caught me because you want me, and one day you'd let me go. You try to give away a keeper or keep me because you know you're just so scared to lose. And you say, stay. Okay. There's a lot to unpack here. (laughs) I mean... I mean, we can. I mean, like Rachel said, this is a job. We can cut out early yeah. if you guys want. We, <laughs> so, <laughs> summer no, Friday, you guys. <laughs> let's leave this. Let's so, leave this undone. So, uh, and here, just remember, you guys, if you guys want to wear like do casual tomorrow, like you could wear okay. a Hawaiian yes. shirt or something if you if you want to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's nice, right. It's nice right, right. Yeah. 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 And we're gonna have bagels in the morning, but <laughs> do me a favor, only half a bagel each. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And can we get gluten free? Is that butter or I'm not eating, glu- I'm, I'm not, I'm not eating gluten. Though, you know, so forget it. Everybody get... bring their own bagels. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I thought I was clever. <laughs> I ruined it. Way wrong. Real naive about those bagels. <laughs> so this is the this is a this is this is like the crux of the relationship. Is this like man saying to her, the only reason you're here is because I wanted you and I got what I wanted and I was going to let you go anyway. You know, if you're going to go, you're, you're going to go, but I was going to let you go anyway. Right. You can't fire me. I quit. You can't fire me. I quit. Right. (laughs) That's what he's saying. That's what he's, that's, but, but that's it. It's saying, you know, he's basically saying he's, he's trying to pull the power from her to make her stay. Yeah, he's saying, you caught me because you want me. So she's there because he wants her to be there. And when one day you'd let me go. So as soon as he's done with this, it's over. Mm -hmm. You try to give away a keeper. At least she knows she is a keeper. (laughs) Right, right. Like, at the absolute least, she she knows that she's a catch. Um, You try to give away a keeper or keep me because you know you're just so scared to lose. So she does have some insight into this guy at least like where where she realizes if if he breaks up with her that's like on him that's that's or or like i don't i i don't know what i'm trying to say like the the he's he's not breaking up or wants her to stay because he's scared to lose her and scared to be alone so yeah this is their last ditch efforts like they're they're closing arguments to each other the last licks he's saying i got you because i wanted you and i can let you go when i want to let you go and she's saying you either want to get rid of me or you're trying to keep me because you're afraid to lose so they're both giving their last parting shots yeah right and then at the end they're like out of breath and he says stay And then I guess she stays. Ugh. But then there's there's one last Well the last line, line is and you say yeah. Well you say I only hear what I want to, which I interpret it as she hears the word stay. Right. Oh, I like that. I like that better. 
Do you I like, like it that as the song. Well, I, I like, like it as the song. I, I like it for the song. <laughs> in, in the story of the song, run. Not run as, as a fast well, yeah. way. Do not stay. Um, do not hover. Do not <laughs> use do not, any other words that mean stay in the place where you are. But yeah. the other thing, the other way to kind of interpret it is that it's, that's the first line of the song as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does this just keep going on? Right. Or I mean, is this like, it. after he says stay, like, you know, they're, they're, everything's fine, and then he just has to, like, get that one last, uh... Yeah. Like... Dig. Yeah. The one last dig in. Yeah. Like, they... <laughs> Like, she's like, okay, I'll stay. By the way, you only hear what you want to. Like, oh my god, what, <laughs> what are you... You know what? Enough already. Or, like, uh, or is this just, like, a cyclical argument that they, right. they keep having? Right. Well, I was gonna say, or she's just running through it in her mind. Mm -hmm. Like... That could be, too. By going, yeah, yeah, that By makes going sense. back to the first line, right. it's like, it's just gonna run, it's just gonna go in a loop. She's just thinking about it over and over and over again. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, this guy seems like bad news. I mean, to be fair, again... Um, we're only getting her reportage on this, so, so she could be just as bad. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know for sure, but I do know this seems like a seriously toxic codependent relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one way or the other. So yeah, not and I think I think I just think the 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 perspective like that any sort of anything that makes her an unreliable narrator is just based on the fact that she does say she only hears what she wants to. So. So we don't know right. how much, how accurate the reporting is. Yeah. I mean, I think, the, I think the reporting maybe is selective, mm -hmm. but I don't think she's making stuff up. No, I don't think she is. Either. I think he is saying these things. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe she's just, you know, maybe she's missing some things or she, she's not taking it the way that he wants her to take it. But, yeah. right. um, this guy's bad news. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, it's not great. In my opinion. Yeah. So. No, and I, you know, and again, I, this is not the, perhaps the great love song that people think it is, and I don't know if it's intended to be. Right. Right? I think it's also one of those things where people just maybe heard it on the radio and somewhat missed the point, right? Because um, even the movie this comes from, uh, that it was on the soundtrack to, is, is sort of an ambiguous uh, story about um, what she should do in the movie. Um I have my own opinions on that, but we could save that for. I don't remember time. what movie this is from. She's supposed. To, oh, it's from Reality, Reality Bites. Bites. Oh, oh, we were. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, no, now that's I fine. Um, I mean, I'll just say I always, like she's has to pick between Ben Stiller and Ethan Hawke. Um, she picks Ethan Hawke. Um, oh, spoiler! I always, I always thought Jeez. the answer should be that. She, why well, I, I think she shouldn't she shouldn't pick either one. They both seem like yeah. <laughs> real toxic jerks, um, for different reasons. But that's you know here they're there. Um, but perhaps again, I mean, you know, the reason why this was this song was selected for that movie might both reflect on the song and the way the movie Rally Bites was interpreted. That past people were missing the point on both. Mm. That's all I'll say about that. Uh -huh. Um, all right. On that note. Speaking of different universes and other <laughs> movies, let's talk about Expanded Universe. What do we got? Expanded Universe! If she does eventually leave, is she Jewel? 
Does, uh, she, uh, she, pancakes? Yeah, just, <laughs> just sitting there <laughs> eating breakfast and going to the movies or bring, bringing breakfast to the movies and uh, missing him. I mean, if she did, well, if she does end up walking out in this case, um, or she does eventually leave him, yeah. And then she's, she's all alone in her new place. Yeah. Um, I mean, if she's leaving the keys in the door and wet towels on the floor, then she is a little naive. Yeah. So that's true. That's true. That maybe this guy's not totally wrong. <laughs> maybe you could phrase <laughs> a little nicer, but maybe he's not, maybe he's not totally wrong. Maybe he's, you know, stop clock. You say, um, I never pick up my towels. <laughs> Um, okay, so she turns on the radio. Yes. Right? I mean, did she hear a certain song that was only played on the radio once or twice by a contest winner? Oh. Um, a song for the lost and the lonely, of which she is yeah. one, presumably. Could be. Um, and then I mean, immediately in this universe, that, yes. Yes. In, immediately after that, did the DJ read a love letter that's fell out of someone's coat? Oh, 100%. I, I think that happened. <laughs> and this woman was singing my song. No, this woman was reading your letter. Where did that? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what else? Anyone else got some? Well, do you think that she's afraid um, that she's going to fall in love again? Like again? Like Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You know? Mm-hmm. She's trying to not yeah, yeah. do it, and then if she if she does leave, and then she goes back, and she's she sees coming him back. And, yep. Yeah. She's falling in love again. Again. Ugh. Is this is this guy maybe uh, Gautier? Oh well, well yes, but well. Yeah. Because I think we established in that episode that that they were just a really exhausting couple. Well, they're definitely at that dinner party. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're definitely on that text chain. I mean, maybe, maybe she is Kimbra when I mean, Kim, like Kimbra's just finally had enough, of right? This, you yeah. know right. what I mean? Like she, because Kimbra makes a clean break, mm-hmm. uh, in that. Whereas this is the opposite, where she can't leave. But maybe, you know, that's a few years down <laughs> maybe the line. Kimbra, when she's like yeah. finally sick of it. Kimbra is the final stage, like the final transformation, <laughs> as if exactly. she's like a Pokemon. The final, yeah, yeah. F- final form. The final evolution <laughs> yes. is that. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, this guy could be Gautier just because he's like a real whiny little bee. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, everything. Well, you broke up with me, and now I'm sad. Oh, you changed your number. Your friends got your records. <laughs> You think you're so clever that you think your friends get the <laughs> records. I think um, um, that this is not necessarily in the story song universe, but much the way Lisa uh, turns the radio on to hear uh, someone singing her song. I think maybe before all this happened, this guy turned on the radio and heard someone singing his song. And that song is We'll Sing in the Sunshine because he... Uh, decided that uh he caught her because he wanted her and one day he'd let her go Mm -hmm. oh so he learned uh, he he learned from his last relationship and he's turning the yeah no no he learned from from actually hearing we'll sing in the sunshine oh on the radio uh, yeah i see to be like oh like a year that makes sense i could do that i could sign on (laughs) for a year oh man yeah that's easy enough yeah i love it 
Um, one birthday gift, one Christmas gift. That's easy. That's great. Anybody can live with naivete for one year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You don't hover. That's great. Go, uh, go there. <laughs> um, I got two more months of this. <laughs> he's, just, he's just Xing out on a calendar, <laughs> like he's in jail or something. Uh, um, so, okay. Well, I mean, I was, you know, I feel like this is obvious. Like. Is the reason why she thought she would live forever is because she's a vampire and she was at the monster mash? I mean, I think this. I mean, we were all I mean, thinking it clearly. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. When did the monster mash become your pearls a singer, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> it always was, Rachel. It always was. I was just better at hiding it before. Oh, or man. if she maybe she thought she'd live forever um, because she once saw a snowman uh, mm. who put on a magic hat. <laughs> And she was uh, like, yes. Yeah. I know the secret to, to making life from nothing. <laughs> she stole that hat from that snowman. I mean, I made a snowman come to life. <laughs> You're so naive. No, it happened. It happened, Joe. Don't tell me it didn't happen. I saw it with my own eyes. Uh, all right. Anything else? Mm-mm. No. Going once, going twice. All right. Let's take a quick break. and we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. All right, gang, we have a really exciting announcement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Longtime Pink Floyd drummer Nick Mason is going on tour, and Pantheon Podcast is giving away exclusive VIP experiences to see Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets. Ooh. Okay. Now, normally that would be enough <laughs> for an exciting announcement, but there's more. At two of the tour stops, the Story Song Podcast will be there. Yes. All right. So first of all, we're going to be at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester, New York, Monday, September 26th. Now, Port Chester, perfectly situated. It's mm-hmm. on the, the border between New York and Connecticut. If you are in New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, like let's say Hackensack, recent episode <laughs> reference. Or uh, Wayne. If you're in- <laughs> Or Wayne, sure. If you're at any one of those places, uh, this is a convenient place to get to. Again, Capitol Theater, Porchester, New York, Monday, September 26th. We will be there, but that is not all. No, because we are also going to be at the historic Beacon Theater in New York City. New York City? That's right. Wednesday, October 12th. So exciting. And listen, if you're not in the New York uh, area that's okay because there's um, many more tour dates and Pantheon podcast shows are going to be at many of those tour dates and you can check all of those out at thesaucerfullofsecrets.com exactly so if you are fans of other shows on this Pantheon podcast network uh, you can meet other people from mm-hmm. other shows uh, but really you want to meet us come I mean, on let's, come let's, on let's, let's come not on. get ourselves so if you can get to either of those shows that would be great now also, if you are a big music fan, if you're a Pink Floyd fan, here's the great thing. Nick Mason and his Saucer Full of Secrets band, okay, they're doing like early and yeah. obscure Pink Floyd songs. So if you like this stuff, this is a perfect opportunity to come see some great music. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you could be a big wig, my friend. You <laughs> could win a VIP package. For your chance to win that VIP package, head to pantheonpodcast.com slash Nick Mason to enter or 
You can check out more information on our social media. That's right. And as part of the VIP package, you could win... Daniel. A VIP seat upgrade. That's right. And a selection of curated exclusive VIP merchandise. Commemorative VIP laminate and lanyard. Crowd free shopping at a dedicated merchandise stand before the show. On site perks such as priority check in, VIP express lane into the venue, and a dedicated customer service line, which means, guys, <laughs> you are going to be. That's right. You're going to be big dogging everyone else in line That's when you're right. going in. Push them out of the way. Push them out of the way. <laughs> VIP coming through. Um, and you also are going to have a chance to win a commemorative guitar pick-shaped necklace that was carved down from drum cymbals played by Nick Mason himself. Guys, all of that is incredible. It's great. Okay. But let's get to the big one. Mm-hmm. If you come to one of the shows that we are at, you will have an opportunity to be a guest on the Story Song Podcast. Dreams come true. Dreams really do come true, you guys. <laughs> they really do come true, you guys. It's <laughs> happening. So enter now at pantheonpodcast.com backslash Nick Mason. The winners will be notified via email one week prior to the event. And we really hope to see you guys there. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, It's time for story behind the story. How did this story come to be? But before we do that, we have a five-star review in Apple Podcasts to read, you guys. Mm, We did it. Uh, So it's been a little while, but thank you, Tricks underscore 206. Love it. Love the rhyme. Yeah. Love the name. Uh, Honey Trick says, five stars, love this podcast. It is always an entertaining way to pass the time while on the road. There has not been one dud episode to date. I beg to differ, oh. but, um, <laughs> just you wait. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, and I sometimes forget, uh, that the hosts aren't old friends that I have known for years, love their chemistry and eclectic song choices. I am not sure anything will ever make me laugh 
as much as the show featuring "I've Never Been to Me" by Charlene. <laughs> uh, much like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's like, that's you a know. classic. It's a classic, but also, I mean, I love that song. But that, you know, that's that's a that's a fastball right over the the <laughs> middle of the plate. Is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, that's that kind of gimme. For, for us. <laughs> um, much like the protagonist of that song, I now find myself wandering up to people saying, "Hey, lady, you lady, have you heard of the Story Song podcast?" Okay. So uh, this is all in parentheses, by the way. Okay. So it was mostly to my friends, but still dot, dot, dot. Anyone stuck in a car ride with me will end up eventually having to listen to that episode and will undoubtedly become a fan. Aww. Post parentheses. Thank you so much. Honey tricks underscore two Oh six. That's you. awesome. Thank you. We appreciate it. Great review. If you guys out there, if you have not left a review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, um, and would like to leave a five-star review, please do it. We would appreciate it, and we will read it on the show, just like we did for Honey Tricks underscore 206. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, it is time to talk about Lisa Loeb. Please. So, Lisa Loeb was born on March 11th, 1968, in Bethesda, Maryland, but her family quickly moved to Dallas, Texas, where she was raised. So she's a Dallas girl. Got it. Uh, Loeb was interested in music from an early age. She attended an all-girls private school in Dallas that had its own radio station, and she had a radio show for two years while she was there. There you go. That's okay. cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say about that. But I don't want to say anything. I'm just letting you know. I mean, I, I don't have a radio show when I was in high school. Yeah. So that's fun. Oh, that's when uh, she was in high school. Yeah, she was in a. She went to an all-girls private high school that had a that had a radio station. That's pretty neat. I yeah. mean, did it did it broadcast like to the community or like? Yeah, it was like a around was like a the community. School. No, it was like a community radio station. Because there was wasn't there on like Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero wasn't there like a school radio station where one of the gang would just hang out in oh. like yeah. the DJ booth all day and not go to class. Michael, every single TV show in the 90s that that took place in California made us believe that there was a radio station in every school. Right. Every school. And if you were cool you enough to be the, the DJ. Well, that was yeah. a radio station. What? No, do you remember they had a they had a telethon at the Max and With Slater Casey was yeah, I think it was with Casey Kasem. Yeah. No, I don't. Was it? But yeah, was that the and dance everybody... competition? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, I mean, to be fair, and just some of this conversation along, I think they had a couple of telethons at the max. I, I think they, they went back to bunch, that. Well, I mean, that's that's where you go more to more than once. Yeah, 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 you got the space. Um, right. But I mean, like um, it, those shows sort of led me to believe that you know, if you were lucky enough or, or cool enough to be the DJ, you didn't go to class. You just sat there and you would. Right play music all day and then talk to people in between classes over the radio station. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, I, I don't know if that's an actual California thing or that was just a thing that like TV shows invented for some reason. Cause I guess I assume it's probably a good way to get exposition out. Cause the DJ can just say like whatever's going on in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, this is not that though. This, this went out to the, this went out to the local community. Um, so yeah, it's fun though. 
I mean, the plot exposition would be a little bit weird. Hey, Dylan's cheating on Brenda, and here's a new one from <laughs> Debbie Gibson. Right. Uh. Um. So, uh, so Lisa Loeb, after after she uh graduated from her all girl private high school in Dallas, Texas, where she had a radio show. I don't know if I mentioned that part. Um, <laughs> did she have to give up the radio show when she graduated? I mean, I guess so. Well, she went to Brown University, which I believe is in Rhode Island. So um, I don't think they had the, the Skype technology back then <laughs> to pipe her in. Uh, but she went to Brown University where she formed a band with a fellow student, Elizabeth Mitchell. The band was called Liz and Lisa. Aww. That's fun, right? And they had two self-released albums called Liz and Lisa, released in 1989, and Liz and Lisa-Days Were Different. I don't know why it's called that, but that's what it's called. Now, in this band, the the second album was just called Days Were Different. I I mean, I don't know. Look, Michael, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you how it was listed. (laughs) You know, you know what? What a what's a real missed opportunity was not calling the second album Lisa and Liz. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah, Well, Liz and Lisa present Lisa and Liz. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, just be like, did you change the band name? No, that's just the name <laughs> of the they album. They should get back together for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they could call their third album Liz and Lisa Part 2. And then be like, well, that's your third album. It's, and it's like, it's a whole, it's a mm-hmm, whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. When you have like an independent band that's self-releasing albums, you want to make it as confusing as possible. Sure. Because yeah, you sure. definitely... <laughs> Want to make it as hard for anyone to listen to it That's as, right. as you can. That's the, the first rule of uh, developing uh, brand recognition. Yeah. Or band yeah. recognition. Oh. Yeah, see what I did? Band brand. Mm-hmm. Brand band. Um, <laughs> Liz and Lisa's band brand. Yeah. There you go. Was Lisa and Liz hip. part two, the fifth album. Um, so in this band that was called Liz and Lisa, there was a guitarist. That guitarist's name was Duncan Cheek. I'm oh. sorry, what? Duncan Cheek is famous for the 1996 single Barely Breathing. I am barely breathing I can't find, yeah. And for writing the music to the Broadway musical Spring Awakening, for which he won a Tony in 2006. But there's more. Oh, okay. Because in this band, wait a minute, Ron, that was called Liz and Lisa. There was a drummer. That drummer was Chad Fisher. Chad Fisher later went on to form the band Laszlo Bain. Laszlo Bain performed the song Superman, and the song Superman was used as the opening theme song to the show Scrubs. Get out! Oh, wow. I can't do this all on my own. No, I know I'm no Superman. Superman. This that's everybody had a little <laughs> bit of fun with the hit from that from Liz and Lisa. There you go. I mean to be fair, there were also other people in the band, but they didn't do anything famous. That that's I, they, that's they, fine. They, they didn't uh their names were not clickable on Wikipedia, so I skipped over <laughs> them. Um Okay. So now is the part where I tell you that Lisa Loeb was the first person to do something. That no other musician had, had ever done to that point, and I don't think has ever done. Mm-hmm. I think she's, she's done something that no musician has ever done before. Okay. Oh. Does anyone want to guess what that thing is? I think I know this. Worn glasses. Okay. Yep. 
That was... <laughs> <laughs> she invented glasses. Yep. Buddy Holly, what? No, Michael, do you have a real answer? I do, actually. Okay. I think... Tell me if I'm wrong. Is she... Because at the time, she wasn't signed to a label, right? Mm-hmm. Is she the first artist to have a number one single without being signed to a label? That is absolutely correct. Yes! She's what? the first unsigned artist to ever have a number one hit. Get out! So here's the story. So after college, Lisa Loeb moved to New York City, where she formed the band Lisa Loeb and the Nine Stories. I'm sorry, and Nine Stories, not the Nine Stories. Yes, yeah. Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories. The name of the band came from a J.D. Salinger book, because keep in mind, this was the 90s, when you could <laughs> name bands <laughs> after J.D. Salinger books, and we were all cool with that. First of all, we talked about Catcher in the Rye in the first part of this. <laughs> That's true. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, okay. I didn't yeah. even know. You know what? She's just so connected to J.D. Salinger that right. we felt it. We could just it. feel we it. We felt yeah, it. Yeah, we, just, we, we felt, felt the it. vibrations through the universe yes. that she was connected to him. Um, yeah, that also answers the question. I always assume nine stories in a building. No, it's a book that has nine stories. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called Nine Stories. Um, so Lisa Loeb and the band you know were getting funny, popular. Mm-hmm. That book only has one story in it. No, it doesn't, Michael. No, I know. It's not no, true. I'm not going to let you do that. But Liz and Lisa, Michael, part two, Lisa and Liz, the, the J.D. Salinger story, uh, mm-hmm. had 13 tracks, uh, which Don't. told one story. Because it was Michael. Not for, Don't engage, Dan. Don't engage. What? <laughs> Michael, we live in a we live in an age of dis disinformation, and I will not allow you to do this. <laughs> None of this you is are, true. I don't want uh, you to take this the wrong way, but you are everything that's wrong with America. Let's move on. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that today alone. <laughs> oh man. Um. So uh, okay, so Lisa Loeb and the band were getting popular on the coffee house circuit in New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep in mind again, this was the that 90s. That is <laughs> perhaps the most 90s statement I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. And they self produced a demo that included the song Stay, open parentheses, I miss you, close parentheses. Now, once again, keep in mind this was the 90s because okay. Lisa Loeb <laughs> lived across the street from a young actor named Ethan Hawke. Like we all did in the 90s. What is we going all lived on? across the street. <laughs> we all lived across the street from Ethan Hawke. So she lived across the street from a young actor named Ethan Hawke, who she came to know doing various artistic stuff around the neighborhood. Sure. Loeb gave Hawke the demo, who gave it to director Ben Stiller, who liked it so much, he used it for the end credits of the song of the movie Reality Bites, and then it was included on the soundtrack. Just so you know, everything you're describing right now, in my mind, I'm just picturing like B-roll footage from Friends. <laughs> Yeah, of course. But like like the first two seasons. Of course. Of course. Right. So far, we've had Duncan Sheik, Scrubs, and Ethan Hawke. Lisa Loeb is the sun in which the 90s (laughs) revolve. I mean, she's basically, yeah. She she's on her own friends like sitcom. Yeah. All of this took place in a coffee house. (laughs) She 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 had a radio show in in high school. Uh Like like what's his name from 90210? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Zach on Save by the Bell at some point had a radio show. Uh, he did. Uh, and now, yeah, and now she's like on a wacky adventure with guest star Ethan Hawke. Yes. Um, so, right. So it so ended up on the soundtrack. Okay. So when, okay, I heard, wait, this was the part where I was going to reveal the thing you guys didn't know, but Michael totally 
ruined it. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, well, never, I'm sorry, but you can't get don't him. ask. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm him. kidding. I didn't think you, I didn't think anyone would know it, but you totally knew it. That was awesome. So, listen, I still stick anyway. by my glasses thing. Um, <laughs> look, I took the time to to type out this bullet point, so I'm going to read it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, do it. So when Stay hit the number one spot on the 100 the week of August 1st, 1994, uh, Lisa Loeb earned the distinction of being the first artist to top the high 100 without being signed to a record label. What? Um, this yes. is completely new information. <laughs> Lisa Loeb and Nine I had Stories no received, idea. received a Grammy nomination for Best Pop Performance by a Group and were named Best International Newcomer in the Brit Awards. Whoa. Um... In September of 1995, Lisa Loeb's debut album, Tales, was released on Geffen Records. It included Stay and Do You Sleep, which reached uh, number 18 on the Hot 100. In 1997, Lisa Loeb released her second album, Firecracker, which included the song I Do, which reached number 17 on the Hot 100. I remember that song. I remember I did, too. I like that I, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, have I mentioned it was the 90s? Because she also performed at Lilith Fair. Sure, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course she did. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if I had mentioned it was the 90s, but it was. <laughs> Okay, well, so after that, she never had another mainstream hit, really. But perhaps that was because she was a bit ahead of the curve when it came to how she conducted her career in that she had a number of side hustles going on, Mm -hmm. you guys. So first of all, she has released five studio albums, (laughs) uh, starting with Cake and Pie in 2002 and the last one in 2020, which was a simple trick to happiness Hmm. but now for some reason you look at her discography and you say hey she recorded six albums you dumb dumb what the what the heck's wrong with you first of all i'll be like okay that's not that's unnecessary okay we're all we're all friends let's Let's chill out okay we're just having fun let's all take a breath but her next album after cake and pie was called hello lisa and it's basically the same album as cake and pie she was not happy with the promotion the album got at AM Records, so she purchased the rights and re-released it under Artemis Records. Now here's the thing though. The this new album, which mm-hmm. is the old album, Hello Lisa, was a collab with the Japanese company Sanrio, and it featured Lisa uh, Loeb alongside the character of Hello Kitty. Oh. So it was Hello Lisa and Hello Kitty. And it was like it, it was like a collab. Now, she- nowadays everybody's collabing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. you can't walk down the street without walking into a collab. But this is one of the first times when she was like, "Hey, I know how I can make some money. You pay me yeah. <laughs> to put Hello Kitty on the cover of my of my album, and we're gonna collab it up." Now, so Dan, and this is back in two thousand and two. Now, Dan, can I ask a question? And maybe sure. maybe this is where this is going. Um, but are these you talked about side hustles that she has side hustles, mm-hmm. and I don't know these albums. Are these albums for adults or are they children? These albums? are albums for because adults. I know. Hold that on. She- okay. Okay. I'm going to get there. So these are the okay. adult albums. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least not 
they're just regular albums. Yeah, let's, because, let's not call them adult call albums. Them? Well, 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 because in contrast to yes. what Rachel is referring to is that she has also recorded six children's yes, albums. Yes, that's what nice. I knew of her, like, side hustles. The first one being a collaboration with her old friend, Elizabeth Mitchell, of Liz and Lisa. All right. Um, and the second one was Camp Lisa, featuring Steve Martin on the banjo. That's awesome. Now, here's the deal. No one loves Steve Martin more than I do. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and this is not a this is not a bad thing in any way. And this is not a this is not a knock on Lisa Loeb. Because I'm sure she could get Steve Martin if she really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure the call went, Hey Steve, do you want to play banjo? Yes, whatever you yeah, wherever <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm up. I'll play banjo. I'm up for for you gonna anything. Let me, hold on, let me let me clear. You're gonna let me play the banjo? I can play the banjo? Yeah, I'm in. I, whatever you say. <laughs> Don't Wherever care. I need to be. Don't care. That is, that is true. Steve Martin love does Steve love Martin. playing the banjo. He loves the playing the banjo, and yeah. nobody ever wants him to do it. <laughs> and I feel like it's the great conflict in his life. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you on that. <laughs> because have you ever heard any of his albums, like his banjo yeah. albums? They're great. Yeah, yeah. He, he but I mean, wrote the score to the Broadway musical Bright Star. Yes, and it's, that's it's true. amazing. The show is amazing. The score is amazing. He he's he's a fantastic musician. It's just that he happens to be very funny. Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm he's fantastic. Do you ever see that SNL where he hosted, and then he played the banjo for like seven straight minutes, and the audience was like, <laughs> "What is ha- When does the joke happen? What's it was, happening?" It's a comedy show, right? Um. So he's the I mean, he's the best. But the man loves the banjo. What can I say? So I'm sure he was very excited that someone asked him to come. Loves play the, the banjo. banjo knows his art. Those are the two things I know about Steve Martin. <laughs> he does I didn't know art. he had a comedy. I did not know he was a comedian. I knew he was a great banjo <laughs> oh, player was- and an amazing art collector. Yeah, uh, yeah. By the way, I should also um, mention that uh, Bright Star was co-written with Edie Brickell. Yes. And they, they did a collaboration album. album together. What is Bright Star? I'm sorry. I it's this. the musical that Steve Martin wrote. He wrote it with Edie Brickell. Oh, okay. But the two of them did, okay. a, did a, a collaboration album. Because mm-hmm. everybody collaborates now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's collab. the album's amazing. Right, right. Michael, it's a collaboration when two musicians come together and they they record. It's a collab when, like, a rapper and, like, I don't know, has a meal at McDonald's <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> right. Like, that's a that's collab. Right. Okay. Yeah. Th- that's, that's on Twitter. He says, I, I have a collab with, and then it's some, like, toy store in New York City that you've never heard of. Right. But also, for some reason... <laughs> It's like Funko, and it's make, well, it's like makes when, like, like yeah. more money than you'll ever see in your life or in you, a day. Or you're right. Or you like show up to McDonald's, and they're like, "Try this Saweetie meal." What is it? It's a <laughs> it's a you know, right? It's like a Big Mac with like strawberry. Right, but we pour sweet milkshake. and sour sauce like, on top okay, of it. Okay, I guess I'll try <laughs> I guess that. So. I, I don't know. What does this have to terrible. do with their music? All right, whatever. <laughs> um. So anyway, so that was Camp Lisa. C. Martin was on it. He's an art collector and plays the banjo, and apparently he's kind of funny. Um, the proceeds, <laughs> the proceeds of the album benefited the Camp Lisa Foundation, which helps underprivileged kids go to camp. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Now, during the '90s and early 2000s, this one's for Michael. Lisa Loeb was dating a fellow musician. Does anyone want to guess who that fellow musician was? Do you want me to Let's guess? Take, it, it's it's a it's a a male. I'll I'll tell you that. 
Would you like me to guess? Uh, uh, yeah, please guess. Is it Dweezil Zappa? It's Dweezil Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> she was dating Dweezil Zappa. Now, we should explain to the audience at home, Michael and I have a special relationship with Dweezil Zappa. Because uh, one time we went to a Mets game together, and this one, the Mets were real bad. And uh, somebody wanted to- Damn, like, that, a that, could, that could be a, a real long I, time But I'm span. saying, this is a particular, they were particularly bad at the, at the moment. Um, and somebody won like a trivia contest in between innings, and, yeah. and it was like a it was like a 12 year old kid won <laughs> and his prize was he got tickets to a Dweezil Zappa concert and the look the look of confusion on this kid's face um and so the the you won tickets to Dweezil Zappa became a uh an inside joke between me and Michael for a very long time but so. on top of that the 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 kid, I think, was from upstate New York. The concert right. was in South Jersey, and it was like, right. hey, 12-year-old, do you know how to drive? Because you're going to see Dweezil's app right. at 11 o'clock on a Thursday night. Yeah, you have to travel four hours to see the son of a guy you've never heard of. Congratulations! <laughs> so... So anyway, so she was dating Dweezil Zappa. So together, now here's another side hustle. Together, they had a reality show on the Food Network called Dweezil and Lisa, which premiered January 16th, 2004. I remember this. The moment okay. you said it, I was like, oh my God, I remember watching this. Yeah. It was just Dweezil and Lisa making food. Just Dweezil and Lisa. Yeah, yeah. I don't even, I mean, they did make food, but I think it was more about them, like whatever city they happened to be yeah. in that week, they would like go try the food. I mean, basically it was like Bourdain or whatever, but it was just. Before that, and it yeah. was Dweezil's Apple. Dweezil and Lisa. Um, so then, uh, oh, the episode in- where he does a concert and some twelve-year-old kid has to like go and have the full <laughs> VIP experience, and that was great. That was yeah, a yeah. great episode. Um, so that was that premiere in January sixteenth, two thousand four. In two thousand six, she started another reality show, and unfortunately, by this point, she had broken up with Dweezil Zappa. Mm-hmm. Because the point of this reality show was called Number One Single, and it involved Lisa searching for love with the help of her sister Debbie. I'm I re- I this is I remember this too. <laughs> this I believe was on the E Network. These are the things that you um, just forget that you knew, right? You know what I mean? It's like oh yeah, that these was the a things, thing, right? Can I can I just say something? These yeah. are the things that will these are the things that will cross across your 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 brain on your deathbed. <laughs> you're like oh yeah, remember. <laughs> Really, Salove had a had a uh, reality show. Where she was finding love. Oh, anyway, um, number one single. Yeah, number one single. That's a great title. Great. I love it. Great I love title. it. So good because she great had a number title. one single. Yeah, and also she's a number one single. Yeah, right. Love it. She's a keeper. Well done, um, E Network. So now she's done some acting. Okay. And not surprisingly, she often plays herself in things, in shows like Workaholics and Community and Fuller House, and in movies like Hot Tub Time Machine 2. This part I was not surprised to find, okay? This seems like a, th- a common thing that maybe a musician, maybe, I don't want to call her a one-hit wonder because she did have three top 20 hits, but you know, someone who's maybe, like, you know, associated with a certain time, right. okay? Uh, but she also has done voice work, including the voice of Mary Jane Watson in an animated Spider-Man cartoon. What? Oh, that's cool. And she is, uh, Princess Winger 
on Jake and the Neverland Pirates. And she's been in other cartoons too. Oh my gosh. You're right. She so, always was she was always part of the gig economy. So, so <laughs> normal albums, kid albums. I think boss also by the way, those kid albums came with like books that she wrote, like kid yeah. books. So child children's author, two reality shows, uh, and is like acting in like cartoons and stuff. Crazy. Okay. Now, and I'm pretty sure she has a uh, running card game going on West Fourth and Sixth. She does. <laughs> she sure, does. Well. That's right. Um, well, in November of 2010, since uh, she's doing some side hustles, perhaps the least surprising side hustle. <laughs> in November of 2010, Lisa Loeb launched the Lisa Loeb Eyewear Collection. Sure. Uh, each type of frame is named after one of her songs. Uh, and she also sells a brand of coffee called Wake Up Brew, a reference to her Wake Up Everybody song from the Camp Lisa album. Wow. Go for now. it. Now. Go for it, Lisa. <laughs> I think I think that's awesome. I am yeah. shocked that it took until 2010 for mm. the eyewear collection to be released. She was ahead of her time because nowadays everybody's wearing glasses. Especially That's in true. the 2010s, the teens. Um, the, back in like the late 90s, nobody really was wearing glasses as fashion. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, she now was, she right. was one like the first musicians. She was the first musician to wear glasses. I said that at the beginning of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everybody knows that. But I'm saying it <laughs> again for emphasis. <laughs> Um, I mean, she, Buddy yeah, Holly she who? has, well, I, th I think I said for her, <laughs> um, I know it was so much funnier when Rachel said it though, Michael, I'm sorry. Right. Um, it's true. I that's, said it for emphasis. <laughs> so she has her own eyewear collection, which is great. I mean, nowadays, if, I don't like if, this episode anymore. <laughs> if you have had a top 20 hit or you were like in the main credits of a TV show. Yeah. You have a coffee and a liquor, <laughs> right? You sell a vodka. Sure. Right. That's named like something weird. Um, that's, I guess, supposed to be personal to you. And you also have a coffee. You, you sell coffee grinds. Those are the, those are the two things that are like required. Right. So she's yeah. halfway there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she has a vodka. She has a vodka somewhere. But there are literally thousands of vodkas and tequilas, like vanity <laughs> label vodka and I mean, literally look up any actor. Yeah. I swear you will find that they ha they're they selling a vodka somewhere. Uh, it's crazy. Which brings us to our next segment, a uh, commercial for our uh, vodka line. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Are you kidding me? We call it That's the night the lights went out in Georgia. It's very strong and the lights will go out. <laughs> yeah. That, yep. That's when you know you made it, baby. And then our tequila um, is more, it's, it's, I've never been to Mezcal. That's our, that's our <laughs> So we're not going to do it now, but this, this would be a fun game is I'm going to read the name of the, of the liquor and you're going to tell me the celebrity. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> so Perfect. Sweetens Cove, Sweetens Cove, Sweetens Cove bourbon is of course Peyton Manning. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Singani 63 Visionary director Steven Sodenberg, of course. Sure. Uh, Aviation Gin. You guys oh, should know this. Ryan one. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, right? Uh, oh, here's one. Nick Offerman. 
uh, Dwayne Johnson, oh uh, aka gosh. The Rock, Michael Jordan, Matthew McConaughey, Sammy Hagar. Um, well, Sammy Hagar's been in that biz for a long. But this time. is not even. This is not even what's his because this is not even the famous his famous one. This is something else. He's got like four of them. I would never drink that garbage. Uh, Guar, <laughs> Metallica, <laughs> LeBron James, sorry, Bob Dylan. Did you say Guar? Guar, <laughs> Guar is called. Uh, it's called. I can't even pronounce. It's Ragnarok something or other. It's in German. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, how about Heaven Heaven's Door Whiskey? Uh, Chris Christopherson. No, oh, that's Bob Heaven's Dylan. Gate. Oh, not Heaven's <laughs> I was thinking Heaven's Gate. Uh, Cheech Marin, Brian Cranston, that's Dan crazy. Aykroyd, of course. Wait, Cheech Marin has a brand of vodka. Uh, let's see. No, this I'm. This must be. This is just uh, liquors. Uh, no, I know. No, I think be... Michael's more confused that Cheech Marin has a liquor brand. Well, I think he also has the other thing too. Oh, okay, good, good. I got scared. I, 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 know, I know Chong does because it pops up on Twitter, on my Twitter all the time for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, some reason. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, because uh, I mean, also. It pops up on my Google search all the time. Because <laughs> I was like, Here, here's a gin. Here's a gin from Snoop Dogg. I'm going to guarantee Snoop Dogg's got the other thing. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not, oh, don't worry doubt, about that. Juice? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sells juice. Uh, Bill Murray. Oh, the Pogues, of course. Uh, uh, the, the lead singer who died of alcoholism. But yeah, let's sell Irish whiskey. No problem. All right, we're done with this bit. Um, that was fun, though. Okay, back to Lisa Loeb. Uh, okay, so eyewear collection. She's got a coffee. All right, in 2015, she co-wrote the music for a musical entitled Camp Capuana, uh, which the New York Times said had abundant humor and heart. Oh, hmm. good. So there you go. Michael, have you ever I think heard she of that? Also I think she, I have not, it was no. at. Um, I have not either. It, it was at the Atlantic. Yeah, Atlantic uh, Company. The one that's in a church. Um, it's the, it was it was there. Okay. You you probably know what I'm talking about, but you guys you know you guys know the theater junk. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean she's in 2021. She appeared in a Geico commercial, so she's still kicking. Uh, still with the side hustle, so Love she's it. she's doing great. That's Lisa Loeb, everybody. And I'm happy cool. about it. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about more celebrity liquors. No, we're going to talk about <laughs> the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Hey, guys. If you're at work, you're on your feet all day, or you're behind a desk, guess what? You need some great socks, right? You want mm-hmm. socks that are going to look good, they're going to feel good, because your feet are the foundation of everything you're going to do all day. And let me tell you a great place to get socks, boldfoot.com. Okay? It's 100% American-made, and... Your feet are going to feel good, and guess what? Your heart is going to feel good because mm-hmm. 5% of all proceeds go to veteran charities. They're family and veteran-owned. And they have amazing bold patterns and bold names like Bricklayer, Firecracker, and Jailbird. And they have any kind of sock that you could need. They have athletic socks, dress socks, and they even have compression socks. Absolutely. Guys, everybody needs socks. You don't want to think about it, but... You want some good socks. When you're, when you're getting out of the shower in the morning, you got to put some socks on your uh, uh, your feet. Let's get some nice looking, some mm-hmm. nice feeling socks on there. Don't okay? me- no messy socks. No messy no. feet. No. You want bold right. feet, not messy feet. You know what? My days are already looking up because the <laughs> socks are looking good. Go to boldfoot.com. That's B-O-L-D-F-O-O-T.com. Grown here, sewn here. 
Thank you to Boldfoot for sponsoring this episode of the Story Song Podcast. All right, it's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Rachel, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from Stay? Uh, what I learned is that when you turn the radio on in the middle of a fight, the song mm-hmm. doesn't need to pertain to you. Not every song's <laughs> about you. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you can't talk about it for a little bit as a respite and then right. just disregard it at the end. You know, if I was having a fight and I turned up the radio and then I'd be like, yeah, I do want shots, 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 shots. <laughs> the song does pertain to me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's really, it's worked out well. Really serendipitous. Well, as you guys know. Sure. Um, as my own side hustle, I have uh, a show um, where I give out advice um, uh-huh. to, to, to young women. Uh, unsolicited. Many <laughs> uh, <laughs> would say not needed, uh, but I do it anyway. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bleed that into this show right now because I'm gonna give my advice to young ladies. If you want to keep a man, okay, your three tried and true ways to hold on to that man, okay. Yeah. Number one, listen hard. Sure. Okay? Number two. Pay attention to the distance that he's running to, <laughs> to anyone, anywhere. Uh-huh. Okay, and, and, and perhaps the most important, number three, be one of the ones who hover when we weep for the other who was dying since they were born. <laughs> okay, So got just, it. Can you those are the that? three. Can you repeat that last one? <laughs> now look, you know, people are going to come out of the woodwork and tell you, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking backwards. I'm old-fashioned. I'm just saying, though, it, t- tried and true. Time tested. Those are the three things that's that right. are going to help you keep. Yeah, people are going to try and say that to you. People, that's what I'm saying. People are going to try and give you different advice, and you know what you say to them? Right. You say to them, yeah. "No, no, no, bad." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Michael, what'd you learn? I learned two things. Um, first, mm-hmm. I learned something very similar, but almost the exact opposite of what Rachel learned, and uh-huh. that is um, when you turn the radio on and turn the radio up, whatever song is playing. That's your song. Mm. And you keep it forever. And okay. it doesn't matter what it is. If it's the hustle, that is your song. That song is your story going forward. That's right. <laughs> mm, sorry. You chose to turn the radio on. <laughs> the other thing I learned is kids love Dweezil Zappa. They sure oh, do. Absolutely. Oh, they and do. And all they want when they go to a baseball game is to win tickets to one of his concerts. <laughs> late on a Thursday night (laughs) at a club on the Jersey Shore. Listeners to this podcast, I cannot properly explain to you the look on this kid's face (laughs) when they announced his prize. uh, Never has a look of pure confusion ever graced someone's face on a giant jumbotron uh, in... in 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 front of a third full stadium, um, <laughs> it was incredible. All right, hey guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Story Song Podcast. Uh, come back next episode when we do another great story song. If you could follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and if you give us a five star review mm-hmm. on Apple Podcasts, like Honey Tricks underscore two hundred six did, uh, we would certainly appreciate it, and we will read it. On the show. Come back, like I said. We're going to do another great story song next time. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening again, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. You say 
Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song Podcast. Stay. <laughs> Stay <laughs> this week on the story song. Podcast. I mean, I like that. It just the only. I'm going to tell you the only problem with Michael. It okay. is very funny. The only problem is it seems to cast Lisa Loeb as a dog, which makes me. Uh, that's true. That is true. But otherwise, it's funny. It is really funny. <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.